I'd like to ask a question that's often needing to be asked for a lot of us, certainly for me, and the question is, what are you seeking? What are you seeking in life? What are you seeking this Christmas? What do you want for a presence tonight, for tomorrow? There are a lot of those kind of questions that are tossed around. I'd like to share with you something that helps us to understand that not everything that we seek is going to be as satisfying as we would wish for them to be. When I was in fourth grade, I purchased this. Remember way back, some of you, when you used to get toys in the cereal boxes? And sometimes you'd have to cut off the little top and fill in the, your name and your address and send in like $3 for a gift. And that was what this gift was. So I mailed that in, and uh, at about six to eight weeks, I waited and I waited and I waited. I had a longing, if you will, for this particular gift to arrive. And finally it arrived. There it was in the mail. We opened up the package. My uh, neighborhood friend, her name was Avenel, uh, and that was really her name. Avenel uh, was there at the house as well. So we unpacked it, and we were thrilled, and there it was. And what was unique and special about it in those days made it really, really super special is that you could put a rubber band underneath it and wind up the rubber band, and the wheels would turn, and it would race down the, the uh, kitchen floor. And so I wound up the rubber band, and Avenel and we were just sitting there, and, we, and let it go, and sure enough, it went straight as could be and just raced through the kitchen floor. And Avenel wanted to get on the other end to catch it. And so as she ran to catch it, she stepped on it and crushed it. Yeah, boo, Avenel. <laughs> and it was its maiden voyage, and it never made it to the end. It was done. There was no repairing it. It was crushed. And my little fourth grade heart was crushed as well. And here I am remembering that after all these years. And you're going to say, Dave, get over it! But sometimes God uses those simple little crazy little things as kids to help us to remember not everything that we want in life is going to last. And there's disappointments that can come with it. Let me show you another gift. This is a gift that we received, Joy and I and our daughters, Jessica and Kirstie, when they were little babies. This is a gift from my dad. Now, my dad's with Jesus in heaven. But about 30-plus years ago, he made this for us. It's an Advent calendar. And so each year, as our little kids, when they were so sweet and innocent and fun, remember that? And they would open these little doors up, and there would be little treats inside. And finally, to the last day, you would open the big door, and there's, of course, the manger scene of Jesus. And when I think about this, I don't have a physical father on earth anymore, but I have those things that point to him, and they point to his love. He made this out of love for us, and my mother painted all the little decorations that's on it. And it's an imperfect gift. Over the 30-plus years, you'll notice that there's a door missing here, and there's a door missing there. They're broken. There are imperfections in this gift, but those imperfections do not diminish the love that's behind the gift. And what I love about this gift and a lot of gifts we get is not the value of the gift itself, but it's what that gift points us to. And I like to talk about those gifts because we want gifts that point us to love. Because today is the Advent that we remember the love of God. And so we light the candle as a reminder to God's love for us and a love that God wants to have from us. 
So as we think about the kind of love that God has for us and the love that we want to have for God, it points us to a particular storyline, and you heard it read in Matthew chapter 2, and it's the story of the Magi's that came to visit. Now, the Magi probably looked a lot like this, only bigger. <laughs> and this is one of my mother's figures that she got in Israel, and she has three of these. We don't know that there are three Magi, but we say it that way because they had three gifts. And one of the things my mother will do is she'll have a manger scene in the living room, and she always puts the Magi in another bedroom somewhere far away because she wants us to remember that the Magi were not there at the manger scene. They were somewhere up to two years later that they came for a visit. But those Magi came, and they, and they brought with them gifts, gifts that had value. And I'd like to reflect on each of those gifts because they point us to the love of God. And the gift of gold and frankincense and myrrh have great value in and of themselves. In fact, they were the means by which Mary and Joseph financed their trip to Egypt as they were about to embark to go there. And so the gold that the Magi brought to him was a precious metal that was used, of course, in those days. It was a, a way to pay your way, but it was also used in the temple of God, the temple that Solomon built. It reflects purity. It reflects perfection. It reflects this value that God has for us. And for me, it points us to the love of God, the, the kind of love that God has for us that is unconditional, that has no requests of us before He could love us. We don't have to perform. We don't have to achieve a position in life. We simply have to exist, and God's love comes to us. Romans 5.8 puts it this way, but God demonstrates His own love for us even while we were sinners, even while we were imperfect, even while we had imperfections in our lives, God loves us. And God doesn't wait for us to love Him first. 1 John 4.19, we love because He first loved us. God's love for us is like gold, has great value. It is unconditional because we don't have to do anything to gain it. And then they brought incense, frankincense, two ways to say it. The incense was used in the temple as a place of, of, uh, of worship. It was also used in Psalm, Psalm, Song of Solomon of a bride who would cover herself with incense and it would see this fragrance of the smoke rising up and the groom could see the smoke of the bride as she was approaching to come to the groom and he knew that the bride was coming. And this fragrance would be an attractive feature. In fact, I have some frankincense right here. I have this box of the Magi, and in fact, I received this certificate of authenticity. So this might have been the actual one that they... <laughs> or it may not have been. But here's a little frankincense. Can you smell it? I can smell it. It clears your sinuses. It's perfect if you have sinus infections. And it's, it's a fragrance that they would put, and there would be the smoke that would come up from it. And the reason that you cannot smell the fragrance of this is because you're too far away. I smell it because it's right here. And there's something beautiful about the fragrance because it speaks of Christ. Second Corinthians puts it this way. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ. 
and manifest through us the sweet aroma of the knowledge of Him in every place. For we are a fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved. The fragrance of Christ is attractive. God's love is attractive. But it is only as attractive as as we are close to Him. That word for knowledge, the knowledge of Him is the aroma. It means an experiential knowledge. It's used of a husband's and wife's love and knowledge of each other. And the closer we are to Christ and His love, the more attractive Christ becomes to us. When we're distant from the fragrance of the knowledge of Him, there's no attraction. But when we draw close, like lifting the incense to our nose, we say, yes, this is attractive to me. The more I know Christ and the closer I become to Christ, the greater is His love for me. And then the third element that the Magi brought is the myrrh. The myrrh was used to anoint a baby that has been born. The myrrh was used to anoint the body of the dead. And that really gives us a picture of Jesus. God born in human flesh, but born that up to 30 years later he would die. And so in a way they were prefiguring this love of God that is sacrificial, that is costly. And so Christ came for one reason, to die for us. Jesus said, this is my commandment, that you love one another. This love of God that is so perfect, unconditional, that is a fragrance that is attractive. As I have loved you, greater love is no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. And so Christ came to lay down his life for you and for me. And so I ask the question again, what are you seeking? Those things that will last, pointing us to the love of God, those things that have value on this world but point us to the values of God's world, are those things that disappoint and dissatisfy over time. One of the ways that God expressed His love is when Jesus said this, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. Another way to put that is this way. For God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son to be born of human flesh, to die on a cross, that if you believe in him, you shall not perish, but you shall have eternal life. And what are you seeking? Is that what you're seeking? That would be the question that God wants us all to answer. And if we're seeking the value of God's love, then that love is expressed in a son that is attractive, that is beautiful, that came to die, that is unconditional, that is perfect. And God invites us into that relationship. And we invite you into that relationship. I'm going to pray. And just before I pray, I wanted to let you know that in your bulletin that you received is this card. And it gives you three ways to express what you're seeking in life. And it may be the first time you want to put your faith in Jesus. It may be that you've drifted away and He's no longer as attractive and the fragrance of Christ is somehow distant. Or it may be that you just need more information. You want to be like the Magi. You're coming to understand who is this Jesus. And as we have a series this next January, you can learn more about Him as well. If you'd like to express what you're seeking today, you can take that card and fill it in and drop it in the offering that we're about to receive at this time.
So let me pray for us. Father God, we thank you that you're a loving God who sees fit to love us and express that love in a very tangible way through the human birth of your Son, Jesus Christ, and that he lived a perfect life so that he would die upon that cross to make payment for our sins, that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day so that we could know that he conquered death and that he has overcome the imperfections of our lives so that we could experience your love personally and eternally with you. I invite anyone, Father, that you would draw to yourself who would like to make that decision to say, I'm going to seek Jesus. He is the one I want this Christmas. And so we pray this now in Jesus' name. Amen.
to the point where we are going to light the Christ candle. Jesus Christ came to be the light of the world. 2 Corinthians 4 says this, For God said, Light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who was shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. So as I light the Christ candle, Christ becomes the centerpiece of our lives as his light shines forth. And we're going to take this light and we're going to spread the light as the light of Christ in each of us is to be spread by how we live our lives, the knowledge of him and how people experience Jesus through us. So we invite you to participate in the lighting of the candles that you hold in your hands as they come and share that light with you. Shining, it is the night. 
light of the world. His light is in our hearts by faith. As we focus on the light of the world, we're going to sing of His beauty, His glory. Let's sing together. Lord Jesus, you are beautiful.
glorious and beautiful Lord Jesus Christ, Holy One of God, we are in wonder and awe of your incarnation from the eternal glory of your eternal home at the Father's side to our humble, broken, and dark world. We thank you and we glorify you and we receive by faith your gift of your light your life, your love from the Father. We worship you. We glorify you, Jesus, the light of the world. May our worship be sweet, a sweet aroma to you this morning. We offer it in the name and glory and beauty of Jesus Christ, our Savior, the light. Amen. 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 Carefully be.